On this 25th day of April in Tay, Ontario, we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Easter. Presiding for Mass today is Father Patrick Coldricks. So once again, a very big, warm, hearty welcome to each and every one of you tuned in for this Eucharistic celebration, which we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Easter. The Anton Santifim, the merciful love of the Lord fills the earth, and by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And so in order to prepare ourselves to celebrate this Holy Eucharist, let's now pause a moment and ask our Heavenly Father to pardon us and to strengthen us. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart, Lord have mercy. You came to call sinners, Christ have mercy. And you're seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. mercy. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us all to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, lead us to a share in the joys of heaven, so that the humble flock may reach where the brave shepherd has gone before, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. reading from the Acts of the Apostles. While Peter and John were speaking to the people about the resurrection of Jesus, the captain of the temple arrested them and placed them in custody. The next day, the rulers, elders, and scribes assembled. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, 
if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man was been, has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no, one, no other name under heaven given among human beings by which we must be served, saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The response of Psalm is, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in humans. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. A reading from the letter of St. John. Beloved, see what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the word does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Alleluia. I'm the good shepherd, says the Lord. I know my own and my own know me. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory be to you, Lord. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and their own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, 
and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this commandment from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a lot of action happening in these readings of today, post-resurrection. To begin with, resurrection was a topic that is still difficult today. If you go to various parts of the world and if you attend a funeral, the way they behave looks like there's no life after death. A lot of mourning, weeping, gnashing of tears and wailing and things like that. But in some traditions, they have a funeral procession with a band, firecrackers, fireworks, and things like that. So what not have you. But there was much confusion during the period of resurrection. Now all this happened when Peter and John were preaching and teaching the people about the resurrection, about Jesus Christ, about his teaching, about the way to behave, this new teaching Besides from the law of Moses, which said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and kill your neighbor and hate your enemy and things like that, just was not the right way of healing a broken world. Uh, it was doing more damage to others, you know. So this new teaching of loving your neighbor, loving those closest to you, you know, charity begins at home, but your own can be your worst enemies, that sort of a thing. It's easy to love people from another place, another part of the continent, and to love your own brother and sister at home, your parents at home. And therefore, as charity begins at home, you know how to have the compassion, the wisdom to understand your own and to be patient and kind and generous, which is a very difficult thing if that happens uh, in our own families. And you see most of the time with this COVID thing happening now, there are a lot of breakages in families and things like that because there's no spirit of wisdom and understanding in us now. We don't pray. We don't talk to God. Mm-hmm, God. Anyway, so what's happening here is that Peter and John, they healed this lame person and they were pulled up by the high priest and the high priests were so puzzled and because there were miracles happening around that era but there were many reasons maybe because of uh, the god baal or god astatus or milka milka whatever the, you know uh, the healings were taking place because the demons and all that so demonic ways and all that he's healed and so there was a lot of confusion about who's healing who and by which power Many religions, many powers, many things. That the coming of Jesus into the scene uh, was uh, taken with a bit of, bit of, a lot of skepticism because they said, who's this Jesus? Well, his fame f- spread far and wide. Jesus was preaching in Galilee, Samaria. And he said, don't go to anywhere else, but go only to the lost tribe of Israel. Begin with the Jews. You've got to begin somewhere, right? 
It's like an army battle, like a big good commander would focus his forces on one area. He won't focus his forces on different fronts, you know. Otherwise, they lose out. They lose the battle. They have to focus on one area, capture one spot, capture the next spot, be stronger, be stronger, be stronger. So, like that progress in your army, army battle maneuvers. So, this is the way that Jesus said, let salvation begin with the Jews. Start from Jerusalem itself. Start from your own home territory. And then progress steadily forward. So, in this case, you know, if you read the Gospels, the, what happened before was Peter and John were imprisoned because people were starting to, big, to believe in Peter and John and in Jesus. And the chief priest said, oh, good Lord, we will lose the, the authority of our temple. We will lose our job, you know. So might as well put them into prison and find out why these things are happening and who's this Jesus and people started fighting about, no, he's not resurrected. No, they killed him. He didn't rise again. But Peter said, no, he's, we're talking about the risen resurrection. He's risen. He appeared. We are witnesses to that. Ah, what witnesses? Those women, you can, can you believe in women? They said that he's risen. Ah, women are not uh, to be believed and all. That was the culture of those days. But, you know, it is not true. But, there was this big uproar and confusion about the resurrection. And then Peter, who was filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit gives you the power, the strength and the courage, but that is when you talk to him. If you don't talk to him, forget it. You got to talk to the Holy Spirit every morning and then give me the peace, the courage and the strength and the wisdom to be patient and peaceful during this COVID. To be patient and peaceful and understanding of my crazy mother-in-law. Or my daughter-in-law, things like that. Otherwise, we lose it. You know, it's the Holy Spirit that helps us to be stable, mature, and wise. So, when Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and he told the people, he said, "Rulers of the people and the elders, if you are questioning us today, it's because of this miracle of making the blind, the lame man walk by the power of Jesus Christ, the Son of God." And there is no salvation in anywhere else. We have witnesses to this. It is by his strength, his power, and his blessing that this man is healed. And you know, God wants us all to be healed. Why does God want us to be healed? Why does he talk about forgiveness of sins? Forgiveness, 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 forgiveness. Well, God is a God of good health, of healing, because he wants us to help him. He wants us to serve him, to serve others. He wants us to be healthy. If we are crazy in mind, body, and spirit, we cannot work for God. We'll go nuts and we'll want to destroy everything else. So in order, miracles happen because God wants us to be healthy so that we can be full of life, of love and service and start, you know, bringing about or helping Jesus in his mission and bringing about the kingdom of God on this earth. He needs healthy people. You can't work if you're sick. No, you can't do anything good. If you can't work if your heart is full of revenge and hurt and uh, your mind is troubling you with scruples of the past and you're carrying your burden and carrying all that all over, heavy burden and you know, you're you're, 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 you're like a sour person, you're dragging and sweeping the floor with a long face, you're sad and disheartened, given up hope, 
How can God work? No. You need to be happy, joyful and peaceful within yourself so that you can give the same peace and healing to others. Okay? It's only through forgiveness and healing that we can work. So, the psalm says, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Jesus was building up the kingdom of God. Well, it is not easy to do good on, do good on, this, on this earth. You do charity and people will get jealous of you. They hate to see you doing good. They'll get jealous. They'll burn with greed, with envy. Oh, he has some strange connection. That's why he's helping that widow. Oh, yes, we know. So, you know, the mind is, goes crazy when you start thinking negativity. You start allowing a family of negative thoughts and that could, you could harbor a whole host of negative spirits within you and that could destroy you. And that's the reason why Jesus symbolically cleansed the temple because he didn't want the temple to be a den of thieves and our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We need to harbor a good family of good, healing, happy, healthy thinking and thoughts, not harbor negative thoughts and make it a den of thieves in our own heart, our minds and our souls. We need Jesus to take a whip and drive out all those evil spirits and negative thinking and hurtful thinking and all these things. We don't need to, all that. God needs us to be healthy. So the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. That's the time when these miracles took place that the chief priests and the scribes found themselves fighting against God. One of the wisest Pharisees, Gamaliel, said that. Be careful. We have seen insurrections. We, this is not an ordinary insurrection, not an ordinary movement. Because people misunderstood Jesus totally. They thought, they wanted to make him the king of the Jews, of the Israelites. Political king, of course, that would dominate not only Rome, but dominate the whole world. Political, territorial. Not a spiritual king. They had no idea of spirituality at that time. It was totally misunderstood. They wanted to be fed three times a day after Jesus fed them with the miracle, the 5,000 with the miracle of the loaves and the fish. <clears throat> they wanted to make him king. They said, okay, good, we got a guy who can feed us three meals a day and who cares if they call us uh, pets or cattle or sheep or anything. Feed us. We'll just take it easy. No problem. You're king, you'll feed us. Totally misconception of it. And so... The psalm today says it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in human beings. Oh yeah, it's a very deep meaning. Don't expect gratitude from human beings. No. Do a kind deed, but don't expect them to say thank you or be grateful. Your rewards will be rich in heaven from a God who sees you what you're doing in secret. It's better to be at peace than to put yourself in the hands of human beings. You can heal yourself. You have the power within us. We have the power within us. Through the Holy Spirit, we can heal ourselves. And so this is the Lord's doing. It's a very marvelous work that we know we have Jesus as the Good Shepherd. 
And that's what <clears throat> Jesus is talking about. I am the good shepherd. The one who actually lays down his life for the sheep. Now, in those days in Palestine, ancient Palestine, they would put all the sheep into one fold and the shepherd would lie across the, fold, the gate so that sheep don't escape or stray away at night. They would cross over him and he'll wake up and tell them to go back and things like that. So he would really look after the sheep. But uh, in this case, uh, the hired uh, shepherds were only there for the pay, what it could give them as reward. They get paid or something like that. And if by chance there were wolves and tigers and lions in those days, if uh, a sheep was eaten by the animals, they had to take a, the remnants of that sheep or that wolf had eaten and show them that it's because of this attack that uh, believe that uh, the wolf ate the sheep and not the shepherds ate the sheep. You know, it's a sort of a proof thing. But here is a true meaning because other than a hired line, uh, than making a career out of it, Jesus was the one who was truly dedicated to looking after lost souls. And so he used many parables, like the parable of the lost sheep, like if the shepherd uh, had a um, hundred sheep and one of them was lost, uh, no sane shepherd would leave the 99 sheep and then go for that lost one sheep because it were, that fellow, that hireling would say, oh, might as well, that poor hungry wolf, you know, let him eat, have his dinner. I don't, who else will feed him and things like that? So why should I waste my life and limb going to search uh, for that lost sheep and maybe the wolf would attack me and things like that? Why should I put my line, my life on the line and get attacked by that wolf while searching for that stray sheep? But you know what? Many people said, probably uh, if you have 99 cents and you're missing one cent, it doesn't make a dollar, right? So God can't says, hey, God wants you to be whole. One dollar. Uh, you can't, you're 99 cents, nobody will accept you. Nobody, you can't buy anything. No, I said the price is one dollar. Give me one dollar. You're short of one cent. You're not whole. God wants us to be whole. The last coin. One out of ten coins is not ten coins. So incomplete. This is what God is talking. He wants us to be complete. He wants us to be whole. He wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be happy. And share this joy of knowing that God looks after us in every possible way, provided, provided we are like little children. You know children, they're crazy lot. They don't have to worry about anything because their daddy looks after them, gives them the three meals a day. Mommy is there to look after them. So why should they care? They have full faith and full trust in their parents. That's what Jesus, be like little children, put your full faith and trust in your heavenly father. He'll take care of you. Through divine intervention, every time you're worried, upset, don't know how to get about things, well, ask God, ask Jesus. Divine intention, have faith, things will work out. You got cancer, you got this, you got that, works out. Keep your state of mind in a stable state of mind and there you'll find yourself being able to help God 
to help you in your life. And the last part of this talk about no one takes it from me. I lay down my life to take it up again. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of my own accord. The greatest thing on this earth is that God has given us the freedom to choose. Jesus could have easily said, well, I'm not ready for this cross and sorry, God, no, I don't want it. And No, he chose in pure obedience to do the will of the Father. That's the choices of life. We have to make difficult choices in life. No pain, no gain. We make the choices, make the right choices and have the gain in our lives. Our peace of mind, our strength and our wisdom comes only from the divine majesty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's all now stand to recite the creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us all now place all our prayers and petitions on this altar here today, asking our Lord to hear our prayers and to make use of us to help him to bring about his kingdom of heaven on earth. For all who bring the Spirit of God to us each day, we pray to the Lord, Lord, Lord hear our prayer. For the world, as it continues to struggle to find peace, we pray to the Lord, Lord, Lord hear our prayer. In gratitude for all the special people in our lives who have acted as mentors and guides, we pray to the Lord, Lord, Lord hear our prayer. For this flock, called together by the Good Shepherd, we pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. We pause a moment to place all our own prayers and petitions on this altar here today, asking the Lord, our Lord, to hear our prayers. For this, we pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayers. Heavenly Father, we thank you for hearing our prayers, for giving us the spirit of wisdom and understanding, for being patient, especially in these hard times when we witness a second or third wave where, where, some, where people are not so fortunate, who have been affected by the new variants and suffering from it in one way or the other in the hospitals. And we pray for the wisdom for people who don't realize the seriousness of this. And we pray that we be kept safe from this calamity and that we continue to place our full trust in you, knowing fully well that you will give us the wisdom and the patience 
to brave through this pandemic and to be safe and sound in order that you can use us to help you to build your kingdom. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands are made, it will become for us our bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, which earth has given in human hands and made it will become for us our spiritual drink. Pray, my dear friends, that our sacrifice may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice from my hands. Praise and glory for the name for our good and that of all his holy church. Amen. Let us pray. Receive, O Lord, we pray, these offerings of your exultant church and grant that we may always find delight in these paschal mysteries so that the renewal constantly at work within us may be the cause of our unending joy. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you, with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but on this time, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. For he is the true Lamb who has taken away the sins of the world. By dying, he has destroyed our death and by rising, restored our life, and therefore overcome with paschal joy. Every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they all acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon us and upon these gifts, so that they may become for us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the time that he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took the bread and giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to all his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And so in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, 
he gave it to all his disciples saying, Take this all of you and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. And so let us all now proclaim this mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. And therefore, as we all gather here to celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this bread of life and this chalice of salvation, giving you thanks that you have held each and every one of us here worthy to be in your presence and so minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of this body and blood of Christ that we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. So remember, Lord, your church that is spread throughout this world and to bring it to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, Thomas our Bishop and all the clergy. We remember all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, the apostles, the Canadian martyrs, Saint Ignatius, and all the saints who pleased you throughout the ages, that we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. And so it is through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, that all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. And so with the confidence given to us by Heavenly Father and the words our Savior gave us, we all now join in to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so deliver us, Father, we pray from every evil influence in our days, especially in our families, so that you can graciously grant us peace in our days. And by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as you await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the coming kingdom of yours, now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, it is my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. And graciously grant us the peace and unity in accordance with your will, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always and also with you. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. And behold, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Happy and blessed are we who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I'm not worthy that you didn't enter my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
Coming on to him, the good shepherd has risen, who laid down his life for his sheep and willingly died for his flock. Alleluia. Let us pray. Look upon your flock, O kind shepherd, and be pleased to settle in eternal pastures the sheep that you have redeemed by the precious blood of your Son, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Bow our heads and pray for God's blessings through the intercessions of the Canadian martyrs. And so to the prayers of God's holy martyrs, may the Lord bless you, your loved ones, your friends and acquaintances. May he protect you, especially in your travels and your journeys, and give you your peace of mind all the days of your life. May he grant you sound health of mind, body, and spirit, answer all your prayers, and so bestow on you always the peace of his kingdom, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.